0: You've heard the expression, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Unfortunately, that's the case with our health care. We dug up a Globe and Mail story from 2005, two years into Dalton McGinty being premier, about the struggles at sick kids for hospital beds, the struggles in transporting sick patients to other hospitals because we can't handle it, not just in the GTA, but there was a consideration to send uh, kids to Buffalo, New York for treatment, to the states. We didn't even talk about that during COVID. And let me document the fact that, well, there's ICU beds, but not enough nurses to staff them. Sounds like a familiar problem, doesn't it? So when, when something's been going wrong for 17 plus years, maybe it's trying to change things up. That's my perspective anyway. Call me crazy. This is from Today's Toronto Today. It, this was past uh, our way last night. I know uh, Alex Pearson got a look at it. I think a few of the other uh, hosts did. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. As timely as today's headlines, here's the problem. They're not today's headlines or last year's headlines or three years ago. A 17 and a half year old article um, from the Globe and Mail from Laura Eggertson. Here's the headline. No beds at sick kids. Colon. Get used to it. Well, we kind of have actually, and for many, the hospital for sick children is somewhere where you don't want to go. But when you do, you walk in, and it's a you know obviously it's a it's an infrastructure, engineering, architectural marvel, and and it's there's a new one being built. You find comfort there. It doesn't feel how would I put it? Um, Like it's uh, like it's over sanitized. It doesn't feel cold. I know. Um, I won't name the hospital where my son was born. I have mentioned it before, and I was born at the same hospital, so I might be giving it away. It's a little bit of a cold feel. It's a little bit of a uh, sterile feel. And the hospital for sick kids is anything but that. That's great. You can imagine if your kid is sick enough to require um a surgery there and you come from, well, not just five kilometers away, but 15 kilometers away, not just 50, but maybe 500, maybe 1,000 a welcoming place and a welcoming environment. Pretty amazing. But here's where it was at in 2005. And here's where it's at now. And I'm going to lay out the simple part first and then backtrack. Um, they haven't done their job. Okay. In the do your job principle, they've been utter and complete failures. Why do I say that? Well, very simply the president and CEO of sick kids is Dr. Ronald Cohn. You might've heard him quoted in a lot of stories over the weekend saying, Hey, We need people to mask up, mask up for this RSV thing. And well, some of the guidance is probably sensible. Some of the guidance matters to you if you've got little kids in your household. Um, Ronald Cohn isn't exactly he's asking you to do something like like a task. And apparently he isn't very good at those tasks. He gets eight hundred fifty two thousand dollars a year. Now, I've never, ever begrudged what somebody can get on the open marketplace, go get yours use your leverage do what you can don't be manipulative don't lie don't don't grift but if you can get 852000 as a salary clearly you've accomplished something people believe in you they buy in to what you do and what would you say the job of the president of sick kids is probably make sure the hospital operates really efficiently probably you could i don't know what's the word i'm looking for the p word not that well not those Pivot. That's it. You could pivot at a, at a moment's notice and you could handle a crisis and you could accommodate a bit of a surge in, I don't know, flu and RSV um here's something really interesting in 2005 as i'm about to read you this article some of it they had 36 icu beds okay i mean 36 icu beds but 2005 think about what we know now think about what we've been through lots of flu seasons lots of delayed canceled surgeries you won't believe what i'm about to read you and in 2022 uh, ronald Cohn, you know close to a million dollar salary a year his job's to make sure everything's all the trains are running on time. He he built that up to a whopping forty-one ICU beds. Seventeen years. How many beds did they add? Five. Not a year. Not every half year. F- five. Like every every three and a half years. Here's a bed. You know how much money Sick Kids asks for from the public, and many of it's for very good reasons. No one's disputing that. They are charitable. They are, you know, they, they've got some philanthropy to their name and to their game. You see the commercials. I'm drawn in. I've donated to sick kids before. Um, this is problematic. We're waking up to a lot of this stuff, and we should slap ourselves in the face. Don't slap anybody else. Yourself, that's fine. A Little self-flagellation never hurt anybody. They've added five ICU beds in 17 years. Take that with your morning coffee. Share it with somebody else. It's an utter and complete embarrassment. It needs an explanation. By the way, they, I mentioned they had a you know really cool um, charity, the Sick Kids Foundation. Michael O'Mahony was uh, the president of that um, organization, Sick Kids Foundation. And when they decided to part ways, he may want to do something else. Maybe they wanted a new charity boss, some new ideas, fresh thinking. They gave him a, a retirement gift. Was it a, a watch? Set of, set of golf irons. How's $2.7 million land you? Kevin Donovan, heard of him? Yeah, pretty credible investigative reporter. Found that sick kids gave Michael O'Mahony a $2.7 million golden parachute uh, early in 2009. You know, 13 years ago. The lessons that we struggled with over a decade ago should never be the lessons we struggle with now. We're spinning our wheels in the mud here on this. His salary was $600,000, and then they gave him $2.7 million to say goodbye. Don't know if it was in his contract, and if so, that's a bad contract. You might say, hey, he was entitled to that. Then you signed a bad contract. We, we, we kill sports uh, general managers all the time. We kill the players, and we, then we don't just say, well, they didn't sign themselves. Some idiot signed him to that. Okay? So that's unbelievable. You should be enraged by this. They should set up a phone line just to take calls from enraged members of the public. Why don't you have one phone for donating to sick kids and one phone for people calling to complain about how the money's being spent by sick kids? Why not that? Now let me get to the article i've teased it enough. This is outrageous. Kate, so you're being asked yesterday by the CEO of sick kids to mask indoors. We talked about that earlier. We could debate the merits. Of doing it. We could debate whether or not you've got a vulnerable child in your household. Um, We're going to kick that around a lot as the morning continues. That's fine. That's good. But I come back to the headline. No beds at sick kids. Get used to it. Let me lay this on you. 17 years ago, and don't put this all at the door. Doug Ford, this Sylvia Jones, that I got all the time in the world. I got all the time in the world to wonder what lottery Sylvia Jones won to become health minister of this province. I got, what six magic numbers out of 49 did she pick to get this post? But let me save it and point out for 15 years of the Ontario Liberals running the show, things weren't much better. Let me read you from the story. One weekend this month, the parents of eight ailing children found that comfort at sick, at the hospital for sick children denied when doctors were forced to divert them to hospitals far from home. What? Really? Really? I thought this was just a pandemic thing. Weren't we building field hospitals? Weren't we all uh, stressed out when orange helicopters were taking patients from one hospital to another? Yeah, it was happening five years into this century. It was happening two decades ago. The families are all from the GTA and they had kids sick enough to require ICU. ICU. But the sick kids ICU unit was full. Most ended up being diverted to London, where they faced the stress of searching for accommodation and paying for meals and transportation for family members, in addition to worrying about a critically ill child. I'm not done. Sick kids administrators said the problem was so serious, the hospital might have to consider sending patients to Buffalo. I... I I'm sorry, I swear you just said sick kids admins, you know, like from the $890,000 a year guy on down, decided their mismanagement of their hospital was so obvious and comp- comprehensible that they decided they might have to send patients to get worked on in upstate New York. But it's a short term problem, and that's fine. Um, One quote from uh, this fantastic, I love to chase him down. Dr. Desmond Bone was chief of critical care medicine at the hospital. He isn't anymore. He says the issue's been building for years. It's not likely to change without more money for beds and nurses to staff them. And that's where I will now relieve the pressure off sick kids and point it right at Dalton McGinty's government. When I read you this, the hospital has 36 beds in ICU, but with limited resources to hire full-time nurses. Only 27 beds are usually staffed. This was 17 and a half years ago. Keep telling me about socialized medicine. Keep telling me we don't need to knock, knock, knock at the door until the door falls over. Not until we get let in, but the door falls over for hospital CEOs and vice presidents making all over a quarter of a million dollars, some over half a million dollars, and not being able to manage. It's still a business at the end of the day, and it's a business we fund. When I lay all that out in the last eight minutes, tell me your thoughts. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. How mad does this make you? Or defend it. I'm all ears.